Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Good morning, Global Church and friends and partners of Global. It's been great to have you with us these uh, last few weeks and your feedback has been incredible and very encouraging, I have to say. We've been looking at 10 benefits of having a great attitude. And you know, I've been saying you will come out of this lockdown with more than you went in with. You know, for some people that will be stuff, that will be things like the business is still going and things are going to go well. But really and truly for most of us, it's going to be a change of thinking. And it's your thinking that's the most important thing. And you know, you start to get different thoughts when, when you're in lockdown, you think, you know, nothing's going to happen. My life's ended, my business has ended, my career's ended or whatever. And I want to say it's during this time we grow uh, we, if you choose to. If you have the right, right attitude, we will leave the lockdown with more than what we came in with. You know, we, it's a time is this lockdown to reboot like you'd reboot a, a computer. And you, know, you get all the kind of clings on, all the toxic stuff away. The toxic relationships I'm talking about, you reboot your life. Reboot your business, regenerate, recreate, reset the dials back to zero so that you start again, start afresh, rethink, restart, recalibrate, reassess, re-engineer. And, um, you know, you're going to come out of this with more than what you went in with. And I want to steer you in that direction. So my messages uh, are for Global Church, but they're for anybody, really and truly. And whether you're a believer or not, I want to encourage you. You're going to have to have faith at some stage because you believe it or not, you have been having faith. Even if it's faith in yourself, faith in your business, faith in your bank, whatever. But, uh, you know, hopefully during this time, you'll put your faith in something more substantial or should I say someone more substantial. But I want to have a look at in these next couple of weeks, I want to look at becoming a bigger person. And we have so many things that we think make us a big person. And I want to have a look at three things today, really. Though society says this is a this will make you a big person, and uh, I want to challenge that because I believe that the the secret to being a big person is found. You know, you don't get any points for guessing, but it'd be, it's found in the Bible, and um, and certainly in the life and teaching of Jesus. It's awesome. So let me just read a short scripture to you, and uh, because you know today's talk really includes uh, your identity. Who are you? And that will be a thing that you're asking during this, uh, this, this lockdown period is, but who am I? Because I'm not going to my job. And so often for us men, our identity is locked up or connected to our jobs. So if there's no job, who am I? Uh, for some other people, it's position. You're used to your position. You're used to going into work and, and you have a position. And um, there's no position because you're not going. There's nobody there. And for others, you know, you want to make demands on people, show how big you are, and, you know, you've really met it, and, and you know, you're kind of a prima donna. Everybody knows it, and <laughs> there's nobody to show off in front of. There's nobody there. There's nobody to order around. You're like, who am I? It's a scary place to be, but it's a great place to be because, you know, we're drilling down into the essential you. Who are you? Why am I alive? These are first-order questions of life. And we don't often ask them because they're uncomfortable. But in a, far, a, a forced lockdown, we're, we are forced 
to see things that we don't want, look at things that we don't want to look at. I want to be your guide. I want to be your helper through this. Help you, help you come through. I know who I am. I know why I know who I am. I know my identity. And that gives me strength. And then what I do off the back of all that comes from a different source and it doesn't make me who I am. It's just what I do. And there's a, there's a, a difference. But let me have a look at, um, at Jesus, the greatest human being who ever lived. He was born, you know, perfect as Adam was. But you know what? Adam sinned and fell, but Jesus didn't. He was tempted in all ways as we are, yet was without sin. And he became the perfect sacrifice. And Jesus was fully man and fully God. I don't expect you to get that just now, but go with me on this. Jesus, the greatest human being who ever lived. And it says this in Luke chapter 3. When all the people were, were being baptised, Jesus was baptised too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. A voice came from heaven, Jesus' heavenly father couldn't resist at Jesus' baptism just to speak out and say, that's my boy. You know, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Wow, Jesus' identity is caught up in them three phrases. And, you know, God reminding Jesus, I am you, you are my son. You know, people need to feel like they belong. And whom I love. Love is the most transforming thing in the world. And it says, with you, I'm well pleased. And, you know, Jesus hadn't done any miracles at this point. He hadn't cleansed any lepers. He hadn't, he, he hadn't fed the, the hungry. He hadn't raised the dead. He was just getting ready to do all that. And right at the beginning, before any performance happened, if I can put it like that, he wasn't performing to make God accept him or whatever. It was already accepted. And if you knew the secret of the kingdom of heaven, is that as you believe in Jesus, you become totally accepted. And what God would say about Jesus, he'd say about you. He'd say, this is my son. If you're a woman, this is my daughter. Whom I love. With her, I am well pleased. Or with him, I am well pleased. Let me read you a little bit more and then we'll get into it. I hope you can take this. Get yourself a coffee. Get yourself ready. You know, today we might just go a little bit deeper but I hope, you know, I hope you can come, uh, come deep. Come deep with me. Luke chapter 4, number, uh, verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. But he was led by God. It was a God thing. God led him into the desert. Not a nice place, but God was leading him in there to transform him and make him a bigger person. Even Jesus had to grow on the inside, and so can you and me. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, hold up a minute, God had just said, this is my son. The temptations of Satan were not the traditional ones that he uses on men. The traditional ones are, he talks about, he tempts men with, with the girls, the, the gold, and the glory. But Satan doesn't with Jesus, he attacks his identity. And he's been attacking people's identities down the centuries. And he is a past master at it. He said, I don't believe in him. I can't see him. Do you know what? I can't see the virus. But I believe it's there. I'm past having to see things to, not, to, to believe that they actually exist. I'm past all that. I realise there's so much that goes on on the invisible that we don't know about. Because we've been brought up with just saying, with being reduced to having a scientific mind. And a scientific mind is fantastic, but it's not enough. 
if you're going to be successful in life. It isn't. It's not enough. There's a whole lot more. So the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written. Jesus always turning to the scriptures. It is written, man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor. For it has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he's persistent, you've got to give it him. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written. So now Satan's quoting scripture, a cheapskate. He says, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered, it says, meaning the Bible says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And Jesus knew, he knew the scripture that Satan was quoting. Right scripture, wrong spirit behind it. It's one that's that's forcing, trying, trying to put God to the test. And Jesus cut right the way through it. Awesome, awesome stuff. But I want to have a look at growing bigger people today, at becoming a bigger person. I want to become a bigger person in many ways. I, I've changed over the last 30 years and, and most of it good. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But the more you change, the more you realise there's more. And I want more. I don't want to be one of these people in life that's just like, uh, what can I just get by with? I want whatever is going. I want it. You know, like uh, Freddie Mercury sings, you know, I want it all and I want it now. When Jesus talked about becoming a bigger person, he spoke of a child, not of a parent. He said, unless you become like a child, trusting, obedient, simple obedience, he says, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. See, children don't try to work it out. They trust. It's beautiful. And he spoke about, when he's speaking about bigness, he spoke about a servant, not a king. In Luke's gospel, Jesus said, the kings of the nations of this world, they're loaded over the subjects. And he says, but it's not to be like that with you. Not so with you, he said. The greatest amongst you is the one who serves. If you want to be great, Jesus didn't knock wanting to become great. He said, if you want to become great, he said, the greatest amongst you will be the servant. And I, I love that because you don't need a degree to serve. So the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the desert. And there's a reason for it. Because if, if there's any stripping away to be done within his personality, it's going to be stripped away in the desert. There's, there is nothing that you can turn to in a desert that says, I am great, I am wonderful, What today was a good job, I've got job satisfaction. Everything we look to in life to try and find significance or even satisfaction and, and security, those three things, they're not there in the desert. And so the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the desert. And my question to you today is, does your faith in God or your belief, belief system in life, does it have room for deserts or does it only have room for deserts? 
You see, some people just want life to be like a dessert. It's just nice. Mm, yum, 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 yum. I just want it to be, I just want to get away from all the pressures and just enjoy my life. And it's like, that's not real. That's not realistic even. And we have to make room in our lives. We have to have a theology or we have to have a belief system that incorporates deserts, not just desserts. Big people know that you don't grow in the spotlight. Big people know that uh, leaders are made not in a time of peace, but in a time of trouble and a time of war. That's when leaders come, you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man or woman type thing. Big people understand that if we're going to grow, if they're going to grow, they have to shut off, shut down and shut up. And that's what we've all had to do. It's been enforced on us. And uh, to shut off, shut down and shut up. And Jesus led by the Holy Spirit into a desert, a place of lack, no provision, a place of hunger, desolation, uh, a harsh place. He went in full of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. But in verse 14 of Luke chapter 4, it says, and Jesus left the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. He went in filled with the Spirit, but he came out in the power of the Spirit. He came out with more than what he went in with. Something had transformed him on the inside. And it was a mixture of his relationship with God, but also being in a place of lockdown where, where everything in his humanity was challenged. You know, don't forget he was a builder by trade and he was used to finding satisfaction in his work. But there's no day's work gone on for 40 days. He didn't eat anything, the Bible says. And this is what I find remarkable in Luke's gospel. He says, he didn't eat anything for 40 days and he was hungry. <laughs> That's exaggeration for you. Not. It's just amazing how the Bible records things. Growth and transformation happened to Jesus. He came out with a renewed power. Something had grown on the inside. That's why I'm saying I want to encourage us to become a bigger person during this lockdown. To leave with more than what we went in with. This is deep today. I said we were going to go deep. But it's important because I want to get to some deep things here. Deep calls to deep. And so often we look for the superficial. And I get that. I love listening to comedians. I love, they're fantastic for lightening us up. And they're really important, I think, are comedians for, for a nation. And, it's, it, you know, there's more and more comedians in the church. And that, it's been needed. They've been very serious. But, they, you know, they're, they're needed are comedians in the church. They're putting the fun back into fundamentalism. There's a word. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. Testing Jesus, Satan said to him, if you are the son of God. God's idea of bigness and greatness is based on great, growing you as a person. But the devil's way, or, or even society's way, it's, it's, greatness is based on three things. Performance, position, and behaviour. Or I've put prima donna here, just to keep the peace. Performance, position, and becoming a prima donna. The Bible's full of characters that became celebrities and they started off following God's word, following God's will for their life, but then they became like performing monkeys and it all became about the performance in front of men, great kings, King Saul, the first king of Israel, he was a great king and yet he became a performer in 1 Samuel chapter 15, he, uh, uh, he was given commands by God through the prophet Samuel, he totally ignored him. Why? Because if, if things were going on too long, nothing was happening. And he feared that the men wouldn't 
wouldn't think he was great again and so he just he just gave in and and just went with the flow instead of being a king whose identity was with God and regardless of whether men come or whether men go uh, whether people come or go into your life he just said I know who I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep everything that he's given to me I won't lose it because it's in God's hands and people that walk into my life and walk out of my life they need to stay out of my life but there'll be people that walk into my life and stay there. And that's good. You know, let's not be frightened of the people that walk out of your life. And let's focus on the people that remain in your life. We usually do the opposite. So there's people like that. Samson's another. You know, he had big sins in his life. I mean, God, God, God bless that man, if I can put it like that. He empowered that man. He was majestic against the Philistine army. He killed a thousand men in one day. That's, you want him in your army if you were, you know. He's just an amazing, amazing character. But do you know what? He went into performance mode. He went into, uh, you know, the position of being this this great guy. And uh, he became a prima donna. And it was his downfall. And it's a shame. So I want to have a look at these three things. Number one, performance. Performance confuses who with the do. I'll say that again. Performance confuses who with the do. So turn this stone into bread. If you're the son of God. So Satan's trying to get Jesus to do something in order to prove his identity. And he's like, no, no, no. My identity's got nothing to do with what I do. My identity is in who God says I am. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Wow, for God to speak that over your life. And he does for every believer. That's why we keep saying to people, become a believer. Because you realise that your confidence grows uh, as you get to know this God who loves you and he is totally for you. And he accepts you as you are. He knows. He's seen you at your worst. Still loves you. That's incredible. The do becomes the foundation of the who, if we're not careful. In other words, what a man does equals who he is. Or what a man does proves who he is. And, and Jesus didn't conform to this. His, his identity is in the fact that he is a son. So he belongs, he's loved and belongs to somebody. He's loved by God and he's accepted as he is by God. He says, with him I am well pleased. He doesn't say I'm well pleased because he's doing what's right. I'm well pleased because he's healing people. He looked at Jesus and he just said, I'm well pleased. And we need that kind of love. It's called unconditional love. We need that in our lives where somebody's going to love us unconditionally. The closest we get is in marriage. The closest we get to a tangible uh, uh, experience of, of what God's love is like is where somebody accepts you just as you are with all your faults and flaws. And I've lived in the good of that for 30 odd years. Jesus's identity is, is uh, caught up in his relationship with his heavenly father. It's not in his performance as a human being. And you know, Jesus didn't sin, but I'm just saying, even the Son of God connected his identity with his heavenly Father, his relationship with his heavenly Father. If my identity and your identity is based on what we do, then what happens when what I do no longer exists? I.e., we're in a lockdown. For many of us, what we do doesn't exist. Dang, I would have to have a job as a preacher. <laughs> No rest for the wicked. <laughs> so, 
if what I do is who I am, then if if what I do doesn't doesn't exist anymore, then neither do I. I just drift. I'm just I'm just well, I don't know what I am. I'm nothing really without my job. And that's a sad place to be. That's why redundancy and retirement are killers, especially for men. But also for women. For women, you, you know, it can be the empty nest syndrome where, you know, the kids have grown up and they've gone and you've you've poured yourself in, into them so much so that they become your identity. I'm a mum, I'm a mum. And, you know, this is what mothers do. And then they've gone, it's like, but who am I now? It's a good question to ask when you're in the, the lockdown because your identity is not caught up in your kids. That's what you do. And that, you've done probably done a fantastic job. But, you know, I want to say your identity is not in that. It's in what God says you are. And in Genesis, it says we are made in his image. Wow. That means we are creative types. I thought creativity were all for all those that didn't want a job. <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Well, I sing and I, and I do a bit of tap dancing, a bit of ballet. And I do, oh, and I can paint. I can paint flowers. For all the sensitive souls out there, just laugh at yourself. But you see, we are, we are all creative. Why? Because we're made in God's image. And, and, and we're meant to be overcomers in life. And we're meant to multiply what, what God's given us. Because deep down in our identity, who we are, we're like him. And we're loving and we're kind. And we're all these kind of things. Long before we've got anybody to love. Why? Because our identity is in him. We are made in his image and his likeness. And when you start to get hold of that, you realise now you can be a great dad and a great mum. You can be a great person at work. You can Why? Because your identity is not on that job, that job does not define you. Being a mother does not define you. What God says about you defines you. Jesus, it says, this is my son, he's loved. He belongs. That's what we need, that belonging. And, and you know, whom I love, he's definitely loved. And love is so releasing. You can grow a bigger life when you know you're loved. And he says, with him I am well pleased. Wow. How many sons look to their dads to say Am I doing it right, Dad? Am I doing it right? And it's like, we need that so much. You know, there's many young lads now who don't have a dad like that speaking in. Or they don't have a dad like that speaking in long enough. For whatever reason, there's no, no criticism, no, no judgment on them statements. So I want to say to the men here, let's be a dad to somebody. Let's be a father to someone. And let's speak some great things into young people's lives. Young girls need to hear it. Young lads need to hear a woman's voice speaking in. Uh, you, you, the great, some great truths about about them, and how, how smashing they are, how brilliant they are. When they, you know, if they've washed up and haven't cracked a plate, you know, really applaud them. You say they don't need that. Don't be so soft. No, no, no. They do need it. Trust me, they do need it. Young girls, young boys. You know, come on. Let's be a, a nation of people that get what it is to understand identity, and understand that it's about who you are not what you do. So let's grow big people on the inside. That's why attitudes is so important. If you didn't get last week's, last few week's talks, go back into YouTube or wherever and find them because they're, they're, they're done for your benefit. I've got to move on. Time's running on. Most men put their identity in what they do. That is performance. I am what I do. But God made human beings, not human doings. Can sound trite, a bit of cheese, but it's true. God made you, we're human beings first. We have to learn how to be, you know, can you sit still for five minutes? 
Because when you're into performance mode, you can't. You are like a cat on an octane roof. You are like a bear with a sore head. And I want to speak into that and just say, come on, bring your frustration to the Holy Spirit, the invisible God, and say, I cannot stand it anymore. Will you give me your peace? And he will take from what is Jesus is and he'll put it in your heart. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He'll come and he'll give you peace. And he'll give you ways of, of changing your thinking so that you can cope with not doing and, and you'll set you free from that addiction of doing and uh, you know and, and so your life is more it's bigger than what you do your identity is found in God number two position so we, in the lockdown with no performance we're not working we can't do that for most of us so it's position and the devil led Jesus up to a high place and he said if you will obey me and worship me I will give you all the kingdoms of this world because they're mine to give you. It's talking about position. I will position you. And some people seem, have you noticed this in life? Some people seem to be in the right place at the right time. They seem, you know, if they fell through a roof, they'd fall into a bank vault, you know, that just works for them. They always seem to be part of the in crowd and you're not. They, they get reserved seats and, and you don't. Their kids are able to get into the best schools and your kids don't, etc., etc., etc. You know, position gives you proximity and opportunity that others don't have. That's true. But in this, in this life, if you've got position, then, well, you're doing really well. But you might be doing re really well when you haven't got position because your identity is not based in what position you've got. I wasn't born in Buckingham Palace, so I don't have that position. So do I have a, a downer on myself? Do I think, well, I'm, I'm not as good as them? No, I don't. Do I, do I have a kind of, uh, that kind of working class hero that would look and say, I'm just as good as them? Well, it's not so much like that. It's a different spirit. I am who I am. And I'm happy with who I am in some ways. In other ways, I'm not, I want to grow. I want to change because I've tasted more and I want more and I'm going to go for more. And so I want to say that the world says get into the right position, do be seen in the right places. If you don't have position, you're nothing. But if you don't have position, you lose identity. Who am I? You know, what do I do? You know, what's my position in life? And it's just such a shame. When you measure your identity by your postcode, by your number plate, kind of car you drive, by the kind of job you've got, you'll realise you're measuring it all wrong. You're measuring it by all the wrong things. It's like, whose am I? I belong to Almighty God and I'm loved by him with an unconditional love that's transforming my life. And he's pleased with me. And, you know, guilt and shame have no place in my life and in your life. The transformation comes, we become bigger people. You know, God doesn't get all upset about sin. It's been paid for. It's all, it's all that's gone 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away in Jerusalem. But it's what sin does to you and me. It hurts us. It lies to us. It restricts us. And he wants us to have a bigger life. It's fantastic. And he's let us know that through the Bible. So he hasn't kept the secret to himself. There's lots of secrets in the Bible. And when you find them, secrets to life, like I've done, you want to share them with people. It's brilliant. So Jesus had no position or job to do because he was in the desert and Satan wanted to recruit him. He says, I'll give you position. I'll give you some performance to do. And Jesus had to stay away from it. And he said, no, let God strip me of things 
that, that, that are not necessary for where I'm going. He went in filled with the Spirit, but he came out in the power of the Spirit. He was a bigger man coming out of the desert, coming out of lockdown. He didn't bow down and worship Satan. He just kept going. He kept true to his calling. The world says you need position to prove you're big. Jesus trusted his heavenly father uh, that there was life after the desert, even though he couldn't see it. And I want to say to you, there's life after lockdown, even though you can't see it. You might think you've lost everything. Do you know what? You might not have lost everything. If you're a business person, I'm thinking of. If, if you're an entrepreneur, you, you look and you think, it's, it's all gone. It was just going so well and now it's all gone. You know, the Bible says this, that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the south. Promotion comes from the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good and let God give you the desires of your heart. So a couple of scriptures from the Bible. And last of all, I want to just say prima donna. I'm, I'm running out of time. But uh, there's no performance. There's no position. And there's no way you can be a drama queen in a desert. There's nobody to watch you. But if you're the son of God, let God prove himself. Satan turns his tactic round now and, and says, you know, if you are the, the son of God, let God prove himself to you. And so many people in this world are saying, if God's real, why doesn't he just do this, that and the other? Here's one. If God's real, why doesn't he just come down and show himself and then we'll all believe? They did that. They did in Jesus. <laughs> Have you ever met Jesus, Dave? I'm just having a conversation with myself. No. I'm, I'm 2,000 years too late. But if I'd have lived in Jerusalem at that time, I'd have met him. The Bible says he came to that which was his own, to the Jewish nation, but his own received him not. But to them that received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the power to become children of God. It's just amazing. Jesus wasn't a prima donna. He'd come to do uh, the will of his father. And Satan's trying to get him to get God to prove himself. Throw yourself off the temple. And because God will, you know, call on the angels and it's up to God to look after you. And Jesus said, don't put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus knew the scriptures and he used the scriptures with the devil. And uh, I want to say this, that when you become a prima donna, you're more concerned with what people think of you than anything else. And your identity is caught up in how many likes you've got, you know, on Facebook or whatever. It's how, how many like who's following me now? Uh, we become feedback addicts and approval junkies. And I want to say, set yourself free during this lockdown time. Set yourself free. Become the real you. You're made in the image of God. And that means you've got a great start and you've got great potential. And we're made for a purpose. We're here for his purpose. And when you lose yourself in his purpose, what you'll find is you'll find yourself. Jesus put it like this. If you try to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. And I want to say that, you know, being valued by God, God put a value on your life and my life when he, he sent his only son to die on the cross for us. That's the value. When you think you're worthless, in this lockdown, you'll think I'm pathetic, I'm worthless. And I want to say, no, you're not. You are valued and you are loved. God put the price of his son. He said, that's how much the, the value is on your life. It's the price of my son. If you'd have been the only person, Jesus would have come and died for your sins. Fortunately, you weren't the only person. We can all get in. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website, 